of the Vistamar Podcast, and I'm your host, Demetrius. What's up, Mr. Dawson? Joshua? I'm Ike. I'm Justin. And today, it is almost the end of January, and we're closing up again, ready for February. We still got a little bit left, trimester. Oh, yeah, it is halfway through the trimester now. Yeah. Still more than halfway. Is it? Yeah, the trimester grades Because we, uh, we started in November. November, mm. right at the end of November, and then we went through December, and now it's the end of January, so technically it's a little bit over half. Okay, okay. Yeah. Mathematician. <laughs> anyway, so today we'll be starting off by talking about the Vista Mark play today. Alright, cool. So, Ike. Hi. Justin. You two are in the play. We are. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about this play. Well, we will answer all of them except who we play <laughs> and any plot points that happen during the play. Let's right. start I'm with sure that. All right. What's something major that happened? No, no, no. Let's start, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's start with that. that. Why can't you tell us those uh, answers, Justin? What, what's, what's the reasoning? Um, well, we can't tell you that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm can't so confused. It's you're gonna be confused until so, you see it. Then just give a general overview for now. Yeah, what is the play? It's Romeo and um, Juliet. Okay, well the play is Romeo and Juliet with kind of a modern spin on it, um, and we'll be traveling throughout the school, um, and the audience members will be in separate groups that will go around the school, um, and it's pretty much just the original love story, but kind of changed around to have a modern twist. And so, sometimes the audience will group up for certain scenes. So yeah, when you say you can't tell who's in the play, am I in the play? You just don't know. <laughs> no, we <laughs> like all know. You are Romeo. Mr. We all know that we're right. in the play. We just can't say who we are. Is there audience participation at all? There yes. is. It's very interactive. See, watch. We're gonna mess up and play. All of us are gonna be Romeo. <laughs> it's Romeo very interactive. In you yeah, right. You were Romeo the whole time. <laughs> we are Romeo. Interesting. This gets me more interested about the play, actually. Um, you also say we're going around the school. What does that mean? Yeah, um, well there's different scenes in different parts of the school, like there's some scenes in the SLC, there's some scenes in the atrium, in the um, art room, and uh, so there is really just like, because different scenes take place um, in like different locations, like because different people are in different locations at the same time, um, so the audience members will actually travel around, um, and since they're in different groups, they'll travel around and we will actually perform the same scene multiple times so that both audience teams can see it. Yeah, so there, there are some scenes in which like the whole audience will be there, but then uh, for a lot of the other scenes, they'll split up into groups of three, and then for us, the actors, it's like doing the uh, same scene three times, but for the audience, it's you get to see three scenes, sometimes in a different order, you know. Okay, so this is not a traditional play at all. Oh, not at all. Interesting. It's smart doing new things. Uh, yeah. Will it be like real confusing if you see a part that's like supposed to be later on? And yeah, like am it? I seeing it the, in order? The thing is, we're the the bits that we split up to like cycle through like that are specifically bits that um don't have to come after or before one another. You know, so like when there when there's a big event that like you know can't happen after other events or can't happen before something, the audience will group up so they'll all see it at once. But then um, for a lot of other scenes, uh, you know, like 
the exactly what order you see the scenes doesn't matter too much. So that gives us the freedom to do that. So would you say it's kind of like a multiple person view? Like it's kind of like you guys just go into different person's view that would be around that same time. Mm -hmm. And then after all the re-rotations, you just go to the next scenes. Yeah, and since it's such an interactive play, um, there's really going to be... Um, since it's such an interactive play, there's going to be a lot of different ways that the scenes are performed. Um, like, after we've done all of our shows, we'll probably have performed all of our scenes different ways every time. Um, because you don't really know the layout of the audience and where they're going to be, so you have to work around them, and you have to be able to improv improvise um, in the way of just, like, if somebody is sitting in the seat you were supposed to sit in, you have to find a way to be, like... Um, like just like make it work with starting in a different place and so that you end where you need to end and we're it, we get confused about it too yeah. it's very it's a very um complex situation but we figure it out yeah it's even just, even during rehearsal of one of the scenes i think we always end up in the in a different place doing yeah, it yeah yeah and time. we we have this whole sheet of uh shakespearean uh words to help us like improvise because even when we're improvising we still have to sound shakespearean you know we're not altering the script it's still shakespeare's dialogue so when we when we're improvising it can't seem different and it, it's tough to like kind of like get that down and know like when you use thy instead of you or stuff like that you think your producer slash director would be angry if you guys gave us a quote or two <laughs> well, I mean, well, yes. Because, yeah. um, well, get angry or well, I mean, well, because you say one of your lines, people know who you are. Exactly. Exactly. So, so <laughs> in like a theater perspective, you guys have, I'm assuming, like watch plays and like read plays and stuff. Is yeah. this like normal? Do other? Absolutely not. This is this is like new, all new. Yeah. Um, well, they did it actually for Greece, um, which they did when. Uh, Who's I, they, like actual Broadway? No, um, that Vistamar did. Um, they, because I transferred in sophomore year, mm -hmm. so um, when I would have been a freshman, they did the play Grease, and they set it around the school, um, and it, yeah, it ended up, like, working out really well, and they had to actually add more shows because so many people wanted to see it. I'm sure, and it sounds like... Like, the plays before have been, like, in the uh, PAS, where, like, there's a yeah. whole audience section. We're normally in the PAS have. with a stage, which is actually one of the hardest things about the play, since um, we are kind of used to uh, putting an effort, but kind of just letting it flow um, before we have the set. And then when we have the stage, we'll go full out and we'll really learn our lines and be That's completely ready for... Right? Yeah, <laughs> and we'll be completely ready um, but in this situation, we don't have a stage, so it kind of is weird um, knowing that next week is Tech Week, yeah, and yeah. it already seems like the play is not put together just because <laughs> we have no set and it travels around the school. And um, but it is really coming together nicely overall. So there will be a set. There is no set. It's um, just going to different places yeah. in the school. It takes place in the. So rooms. now I'm thinking, Demetrius, is me and you. Don't don't listen to us. <laughs> now I'm thinking like there's gonna be a scene. Romeo and Juliet are in art class. There's a scene. They're in lunch. I mean, like you don't have to respond. <laughs> but that's what like, it sounds like, right? It was like a film. How modern is it? It sounds like, very modern. It's right now, you know. Yeah, so it sounds oh, yeah. like Romeo's in art class then. No, well, it's then is now. It's right now um, because there <laughs> so are points where we will have our phones. Yeah, yeah right. So like Romeo can be working on your um, humanities project. 
Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, like there are several points when like the actual blocking of the scene is we have to look at our phones. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to see this. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun to rehearse. Although I I gotta say one of the um, one of the difficulties of doing a play like this as opposed to something else is you don't have a stage. You don't know where the audience is gonna be. Like you know where they're gonna be, but they're in a lot of different places, and you have to be careful to play to like all the groups of the audience where they'll be. Make you sure have to like can see you. Yeah, like talk over like if there's background music in a scene, like because um you know it, it, there's it's 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 we're doing a lot to make it seem a lot more informal in a way and make it seem a lot more real. But in doing that, it puts a lot more pressure on us actors to like, you know, make sure everyone gets to experience the play, which of course we're up for, but it's still difficult. It sounds like a mix between a traditional play and like scenes in a movie. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. That's a good way to explain it. Um, and it's like, uh, like a clip. Yeah. This clip is them in the art room. This clip is them yeah. at lunch. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, it's, um, we have, um, like put things together and it is, um, like Ike said, we have to speak over music sometimes and it is hard because since we're going all around the school, there's no speakers, so we don't have microphones and we just have to talk as loud as we can so people wow. can hear us. Yeah. yeah. And it's always, there's always that, um, tough part of finding the balance between being too loud and being too quiet. And, yeah, yeah. and it makes hearing like your cues if you're coming into a scene kind of difficult. Cause like, you know, if you're coming into a scene, you have to be like maybe somewhere out of eye shot of the audience, but you have to be within earshot of a scene that's happening. That can't be too loud or it's unnatural, but it has to be loud enough for everyone to hear. It's a whole thing. Okay. I like to plan things. So I want to know what I'm getting myself into. How many scenes are there? How many rooms am I walking to? Um, well, As there's, um, there are, overall, there are, um, ten scenes? There are ten scenes, some of ten which split into yeah, but they're, they're put, yeah, they're put into different, um, like, sections of, like, where audience will be at what time, and so some of them are split into, like, A, B, C, so, like, scene 5A, scene 5B, scene 5C. Mm. So, um, overall, I'm walking to ten different points. No, because no. there there are ten scenes, so there are ten like uh like uh time uh there are ten like uh, uh like time groups of like scenes happening, and then like you know you go to the next bit, but like uh within like uh like if, for like what Justin said within scene five there are three scenes. There's five A, there's five B, oh, there's five okay, C. I understand, I understand. So like even though we say there are ten scenes, you know like uh we'd have to like figure out like including the A, B, and Cs, it'd be more than that. Okay, okay. My next question. Will I get to sit down as an audience member? Yes. Okay. At some, at one point or another, you will have the chance to <laughs> no, sit no, down. No, no, no. In every room I go to, I'm maybe not every down. room. That's okay. oh, that's You're a risk. Too much. <laughs> All right. Why would you ever sit down at a play? Yeah, I don't know. But um, with the length of the plays, uh, of the plays, of with the length of each scene, um, you'll really only be there for five to ten minutes. Um, Major key right there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So you'll be moving around rather quickly. It's not like you're like running to different places, but um, each scene does go uh, rather fast. Um, so it's not like you're just standing there for an hour. Um, you will be like able to, in some cases, sit down and watch. In other cases, you'll just stand and then you'll move on to the next place. Yeah. You kind of have to be on your toes for some bits, and especially like um. Like the play isn't gonna like uh like stop to accommodate every single person. It's uh 
it's very much like you are a student here who gets to be around for these events. This isn't a play happening for you. This is a play happening kind of around you. So like, you know, if you want to like really like see everything there is to see, maybe you got to be a bit more active than you would otherwise. I'll watch it a couple times. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, when can we watch it? How do we watch it? Um, well, it's um, on the 7th, 8th, and 9th of February, um, and tickets are already on sale. Um, so uh, if you go on to vistamar.com slash theater, um, you can spell it either way, the right or the wrong. Um, <laughs> and, um, and you can buy tickets there. They're on sale. Um, and so then because you can book tickets now but um the shows will eventually sell out so i'm sure um, yeah probably book it's them gonna as be way smaller yeah. audience sizes right yeah. yeah so book them as soon as you can because okay. we don't know how fast they're going to sell out cool thank you guys for that yeah thanks for okay. having us on to talk about it all right so uh, don't tell us who's in the play we weren't going to. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to go for the reverse psychology. It didn't work. Wow. Mr. Dawson, you have a couple questions for Ike? Yeah, yeah. So the next topic, um, Ike is a writer. Am I? That's what you claim. That's what you say, right? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I want to know a little about the writing. So what are you writing right now? Um, uh, right now, most of the writing I'm doing is on um, this one story that uh, it actually kind of has a weird history, which is I started it either 7th or 8th grade. And then I wrote like 10 chapters and I just kind of stopped writing it. And then I think it was, it was January of last year, January, 2019, where I'm like, Hey, this is a pretty good concept. Why did I just, uh, why did I just, uh, um, why did I just stop doing this? And, um, so I picked it back up from where I left off, but kind of took a different route to keep my interest. And then from there, I've just been writing since. So I guess, oh yeah, I, I guess I just like hit the one year anniversary of writing it. Okay. Okay. How far do you think you are with one year of writing um, well, I'm 120 chapters in, and chapter size ranges, like, early on, I think chapters are, like, three pages, five pages, maybe. Like, they were short, but then as I kept writing, you know, they got longer. I got, like, there are a lot of, um, like, super long chapters, which are usually, like, about 25 pages. Um, and then, like, now I'm averaging about 11 pages per chapter, where I'm at now. So we have 10 minutes left, but I want to know, like, everything. <laughs> like, what is your whole process? How do you conceive a story? That is a hundred chapters long. Um, I, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask. I think my stories just kind of come to me. I don't know. That sounds kind of sounds kind of pompous. Like, oh, they just come to me, you know. But um, that's how it happens sometimes. Yeah, I like I, I I think I just like you know inspiration comes from like everything. You know, it can come from movies you watch or people you meet or places you've been to or anything. You know, so uh, uh yeah. Um, what would you say this is about like? If maybe you don't want to give the whole plot, like what genre well, do you think? I I I, I never think my uh, my stories sound good at all from just the um, plot synopsis, especially because <laughs> I. I am supposed to grab the reader. Well, yeah, I, like, I know. Are you, what are you gonna write on the back of the book when people are in the library? I'm just, just gonna write, it. please read. You know, <laughs> it's better than it sounds. But um, this is kind of like a a fantasy sci-fi kind of thing. And saying sci-fi makes you think of like spaceships and stuff. But you know, it's just there's fiction related to science within this tale um fiction okay what kind of science like space or my uh, i mean Star Trek? it so basically it, it's, it's about Harry Potter, it's about this uh <laughs> this this alien 
that and she lives on the moon and then she wants to go to earth to and then she goes to earth and she starts making friends you know doing fun earth stuff and i know it sounds a little kiddie but there's a lot more that happens that kind of spices up the plot and you know uh that kind of stuff and when you say spice spice like a character trauma and stuff like that just you know mm, typical she gets fair enrolled in development she yeah. gets enrolled in a high school and has to put on a play yeah yeah <laughs> well <laughs> okay okay so that's not too far from the truth yeah that's actually that's a really? well, that's something that's gonna i mean like i have her go to school just so i can like uh, introduce more characters more organically um uh, um which so I, so when you're creating this story um i like music right so i'm really this is kanye west when he released his album, The Life of Pablo, he said it was contemporary art. So meaning it's always evolving. Right. So when it first came out, there was like a whole month or month and a half long span where he's like adding stuff every week to the album. Mm -hmm. Is your book like that, like a flowing idea? Or do you have a definitive beginning and end in your head right now? So that's actually, so, okay. Because a hundred chapters sounds like you yeah. just keep going. There's a, so I, you, the first story I came up with when I was like super little, I like, uh, you know, uh, I came up with it, started thinking about it more, started outlining it more, started dividing it into like arcs or seasons and started adding more characters. And it was like super heavily outlined. And uh, like, I could tell you anything that happens at any point, maybe less so in bits that I don't have super developed. But with this story, when I started writing it, I didn't have a solid plan. And that's kind of what kept me writing because I wanted to find out what happened next. You know, I kind of found the story as it go as it, I went, like I gave myself room to kind of like figure out what happens as it happens. But obviously I know like, I know uh, plot points I wanna get to, I know characters I wanna introduce, I know what the ending is, but I'm giving myself room to find different ways to those plot points and maybe like kind of change them by the time I get there. As a writer, I guess this is probably like one of your first couple of projects. Yeah, I, gotta, I, I wrote like a really um, awful like zombie apocalypse <laughs> thing in middle school. And then I, I finished that and it was like a hundred pages, didn't touch it ever again. Mm. And then this is, I guess, the second story I've been writing on, but I kind of consider it my first because it's the first time I put this much effort into it. And Interesting. Know. Resident Evil. And I'm on, I'm on uh, something, I'm above, I'm on uh, more than 600 pages now. 600 pages. Yeah. So yeah, I want to speak to you is that a good strategy, not having a definitive end in your head? I don't know. I have, I'm not done yet, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I mean, right now it's the rough draft. You know, as I write, I'm aware that what I'm writing right now is just the rough draft. So um, I'll, like, kind of hit points. I'll be like, oh, I should have been setting this up. So I'll know when I go back. I'll, like, make sure to set stuff up. So yeah, if, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, like, oh. if, if we're talking in terms of, like, just this draft in itself, no. Like, obviously, you want to have more planning. But this draft, in a way, is the planning for me. Mm. And also, you know, it's kind of a mix of both. I bet for, like, people who are super hyper-creative, like, that's probably hard for them to just sit down and write all their plot points. You just want to keep going. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I've, I've, I've tried both. But what I find is every time I heavily outline a story, I don't write it because I'm like, well, the story's it's out. already written. Yeah, and then... Interesting. But now not outlining it, I'm getting way farther. Do you know what uh, professional writers do? Do they always outline? Um, it like, you know, depends on the writer. It's really not like um, it's not like a like everybody does one thing. You know, some people outline, some people don't outline. Some people have bullet point outlines. Some people like go into their calendar and like you know mark down uh, at specific times when events happen. Mm. That kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. Interesting. 
Yeah, I've never written a story like that before. But. Yeah, I actually, I, I, the way I outline is I use the calendar too. I um, go into the calendar and mark when events will happen in the story. Uh, I can wait. Like, what? Yeah, the, so this is happening throughout the school year. Well, I mean, like not like our school year, but I just use like right. this calendar as an example. So like I know when I'm gonna introduce events or like when stuff is gonna happen. But it's mainly like I'll mark like one plot point. I know I'm gonna get to at like. Uh, sometime like next week or like um that is so interesting yeah, so uh, so i'll be like okay i'm working towards that right now but i won't be like and then tomorrow this happens the day after that this happens and blah blah blah, blah, blah. so it sounds like such a complex story what makes you want to write a book as opposed to like a play or a movie or a script or something like that um well when i was little um i the what what i wrote was i basically just wrote dialogue like i wrote a script but a it wasn't in proper script format b i didn't even write like um the like action directions it was just dialogue 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 to the point where people wouldn't know where characters were i would know i just didn't write it down that's just how i started writing when i was like five or four and then and then as i like kept going i you know i started to add more bits between the dialogue i started to add dialogue tags instead of like name uh colon dialogue it was like dialogue said blah 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 you know how you should properly write it seems like that's all part of the way you approach writing, though, like not sticking to that format, like you're not outlining. Right. Why do you need to write in a script format? Right. Huh? Yes. <laughs> Wait, sorry, I didn't <laughs> understand. Why? Why do you want this story to be a book as opposed to like a movie or a TV show? I guess that's my question. Well, with my other big story that I haven't written, I do kind of imagine it in a TV show uh, format, but with this one. It's kind of just like what I can do now. You know, mm. I'm writing it how I can write it. I'm not thinking like um, about like, uh, you know, if I was writing it in a script format, it would, in a, in a way, and like you could argue with me on this, but like for me, it would kind of feel like um, I'm accepting that I can only get so far with it. Interesting. But when I'm writing it like as a book, you know, this is completely mine. I can go as far as I want with this. You know, if I ever finished one day, I could publish it if I want. Well, I don't know if it'd be good enough for that, but you well, know. Well, no. <laughs> of course i mean like no yeah. don't say you can't yeah so um yeah it's just kind of a matter of uh what uh you know what i can do okay okay yeah i mean i i've i've thought before if i knew how to draw i'd probably write it as a comic but you know oh i didn't even think about comic format yeah thanks i no problem <laughs> yeah, i should better close it off for today song of the week song of the week will be well, well, my pick of the song of the week will be Arabian Nights by Michelle. Michelle. I don't know how you say it, but it's a, it's a fairly complex uh, uh, song with a nice rhythm, and it's, it's actually in three different languages. Mm. So the beginning part of it is in Spanish, but it sounds like the singer has a Middle Eastern accent with it. I, cannot, I can't really identify which accent, but... It doesn't sound like it's a fully native speaker singing. And then it goes to English chorus, and then midway through it. I can't identify the exact language, although I do believe it is Arabic. Interesting. It's, being sung. it's a very beautiful song and something that... It's the same person has. in these languages? Uh, no, there's someone else's feature on them, but I can't, I can't find their name. I'm going to have to listen to that. Yeah, And sounds... if I could, I'd love to throw in kind of a secondary song of the week which is when I when I write I don't like to write in silence so I'll usually play some background music mm. and uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, Snail's House which is a band who, oh, yeah. yeah I've been playing a lot of their music just because there's like not a bunch of lyrics and it's kind of like nice soft background music to write to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you. Thank Bye. you.